Thanks for lending me your ear. Jumping right in with NVIDIA's redemption, last week everyone and their mother was bashing NVIDIA for the astronomically high prices of the 40 series cards, as well as the big variance in GPU design and thus performance between the two 4080 models. Jump ahead to today and the 4090 was just released, actual reviews with actual numbers are in, and everyone loves NVIDIA again. Because the 4090 is just simply a powerhouse. Going over the reviews, you get a sense that people didn't know what game to throw at it anymore and what features to turn on. Because basically, it didn't matter. The card will rip through anything out there right now. Phenomenally fast. Oh, mahal siya. Oh, sobrang laki niya. And you probably will need a larger capacity PSU. But at the end of the day, you're getting what you paid for. There were also some concerns before the release that the cards themselves would cause mini spikes or very brief instances na it would need more power from the PSU than what the power supply could provide. And then the PC would crash. Pero no indications of that happening with early users. Kaya yung 4090 is really a well-engineered monster. All of the guys who criticized NVIDIA last week are now either quiet kasi naglalaro na sila nung games on it, or they're busy tripping over themselves saying how fast the thing is. Yan yung medyo nakakainis sa news cycle for tech content or news cycles in general. People need content, people need to pump out content, so everything is hyped up before there are actual numbers or an actual product. So last week, NVIDIA was the GOAT. The GOAT in the sense na yan yung tawag sa last of the class for military classes. Kung mag-graduate ka, but you're at the bottom of your class, you're the GOAT. And yun si NVIDIA last week, daming nagagalit, daming pikon sa social media. But this week, now it's the GOAT in terms of sports, or the greatest of all time, because the 4090 literally is the best, fastest, biggest gun in the West right now. And personally, that's why at Hardware Sugar, we don't do a lot of reaction videos or reactions in general to product announcements or reactions to early pricing or leaked benchmarks. Bakit pa? It's all just speculation at that stage. And it's always better to wait for the actual product. Bottom line, the 4090 is blazingly fast and you get what you pay for. Even before the official release date, some Zosdak 4090s were already being sold dito sa atin. And we actually did a build last week with a Zotac 4090 and a 7600X. We have two upcoming builds with the Galax 4090, PCs for husband and wife so they can game together. Totoo nga naman, the couple that plays together stays together. Also in release news, Intel 13th Gen is supposed to release October 20, but no word yet from our local distributors when it will be available dito sa atin and magkano. And I just said we don't speculate on early benchmarks, but early news seems to show them roughly with the same performance as AMD's new 7000 series. Although mukang mas may room for overclocking sa Raptor Lake, Intel's 13th Gen. The 12th and 13th Gens do use the same socket so their motherboards will be compatible. If you already have a 12th Gen and want to upgrade to a 13th Gen. And also, the Intel boards will have DDR4 or DDR5 variants, unlike the latest Ryzen 7000, which only has DDR5. We did actually have an engineering sample of an Intel 13th Gen in the shop. It was lent to us by a brand which sent over a mobile for review. But as it wasn't the exact retail model, bit unfair to extrapolate performance based on that engineering sample. In mobile news, the EU passed a law requiring all phones, tablets, and cameras sold in the EU to be USB-C. 
din yun issue for most brands except of course for the one that always wants to be different, Apple. Since Apple won't be able to use Lightning or some other proprietary format in Europe, they will probably use USB-C in all of their products since it doesn't make sense logistically to have a USB-C-only version for Europe tapos a different version for other regions of the world. The regulation is supposed to take effect by the end of 2024 and by 2026, the coverage of the rule will extend to laptops as well. Last about new regulations and really interesting move by the US, it has banned exports to China of chips needed for AI development. These are essentially GPUs. Because the kind of math needed for graphics processing and AI training, gobs of data, deep learning, is similar. So GPUs have been a go-to chip for AI researchers for quite a while now. Yes, hindi lang pang gaming yung mga GPUs. This is a very overt move by the U.S. to cripple China's AI industry. Aside from exporting the chips themselves, the regulation also bans sending chip-making equipment and software as well as banning chip companies like Taiwan's TSMC and Samsung from making chips for Chinese companies. China does have a local chip manufacturer, SMIC, but it can only make 7 nanometer chips and even those just in small quantities. Chips outside of China are already being made at the 5 nanometer and 3 nanometer level, so 7 nanometers is quite behind. But China can't build smaller as what you need for that as that uses a technique called extreme UV lithography and the only company that sells the machines needed for that, ASML in the Netherlands, doesn't sell to China on the request of the US. AI runs everything these days from the recommendation algorithms to self-driving cars to face and voice recognition. So this is a significant move by the US. Not unanticipated though, as Chinese companies have been stockpiling current chips for their AI needs. So in the short term, they're covered. But in the long run, China will have to come up with options if it wants to keep its AI research and tech industry in line with the West. Moving on to gaming, and I've had time to play the newly released Overwatch 2, which feels very similar to Overwatch 1. At least for the characters I play, there wasn't any big change. Although my friend plays Orisa, and she has taken a 180 from being a defensive shell to being really aggro and offensive-oriented. Much has been made that it's 5v5 now instead of 6 versus 6, but from a casual gamer perspective, I didn't really feel this affected things. There are some minor welcome UI tweaks, but overall the gameplay feels the same, and if you played Overwatch 1, you can jump right into Overwatch 2. The maps though feel a little dumbed down to me. They're smaller and more linear to force head-to-head engagements rather than the more sprawling feel of some of the stages in Overwatch 1. The matches are faster paced as a result, and a lot of the post-game stats have also been removed, which is a bummer. Apparently, teammates who didn't perform well, kalimbawa healer ka, tapos di ka nagbigay ng healing sa team mo, they were criticized post-game based on those stats. So removing them was supposed to curtail toxicity. Uh, you know, I'm not really on board with this. I liked seeing those stats for improvement, and a pat on the back on the occasional time na I did well. So losing them feels like I got penalized for other players who can't deal with random people on the internet giving them shit. And uh, to be honest, I'm okay with random people saying I suck at a game. My ego is not bruised when a screaming thigh bitches that I didn't resurrect him while I was playing Mercy. 
But what's not okay is sexual harassment, which was what an all-female Valorant team, Rising Hope, based in Serbia but composed mainly of Filipinas, experienced at the hands of one of their coaches. Basically, the coach exposed himself on the team Discord while the team was practicing. It was later discovered that the coach had been drinking at the time. Initially, the owners of the team agreed to let the coach go, but then publicly stated on Twitter that it was the players who were being let go, so they had sided with the coach slash flasher. On to creator news, and while not harassment per se, the Try Guys fiasco in the States definitely falls under inappropriate. The Try Guys are a bunch of four friends, all male, who try different things men wouldn't normally try, like waxings and things like that. You've probably seen one or two of their videos over the years. One of them in particular, Ned Fulmer, was really public on his adoration for his wife, basically centering a lot of his personal content around her and their relationship and how he's supportive of her. Basically, the whole look at me, I'm a nice guy kind of shtick. Well, it came out that he was having an affair with an employee, consensual affair, who herself was engaged. He was caught publicly, and now the three other guys on the team have cut him off. Not really tech news, but very mainstream, so much so that SNL recently parodied it in a skit recently. In tech creator news, Bitwit's YouTube channel was hacked last week, the hacker getting in by impersonating the credentials of an editor. Channel seems back to normal now, but this is reminiscent of a bunch of other creators who got hacked, especially naging usoto during the pandemic. Locally, I remember XTNC's YouTube was hacked, I think last year, and I think Burmore's Facebook. Usually, the modus is, at least for the YT channels, is that all of the channel's videos are deleted. When you do this, YT shows you a message saying that the deletion is permanent. But I guess it's not true, as the videos are often restored. Deleted videos are often restored once a creator regains control of their account. Bitwit is happily playing now with his 4090, but to be fair, he wasn't part of the chorus last week bashing NVIDIA. As always, we close out the podcast with Tales from the Shop, and we've been having a bunch of trouble with motherboards lately. Specifically, two boards came in, one from the shop and one from somewhere else, but both of them were displaying the same issue that they wouldn't boot up, and they would cycle through all of the error lights possible. And we did a lot of work on these mobos, basically stripped them down, tested each part of the rig, put it back together again. And the thing that finally worked was we not only reset the CMOS battery, but removed the CMOS battery overnight. So fully draining whatever charge was left residual in the motherboard. Come the morning when we popped in the CMOS battery again, everything was working. And there are two different boards. I think one was a B550. The other was an X390 or if I'm not mistaken. So two distinct boards, but same problems and same solution. It was really a lot of trouble though, since we had to make sure all of the other parts were working to drill down to determine that it was the motherboard that was causing the issue. We had to eliminate everything else. So a lot of hard work for the boys in the shop. We do take our time with these things and it does take a lot of time to rule out every part. The owner of the board, which did not come from us, actually just decided to upgrade na lang. Uh, to be fair, he wasn't pushy or anything. 
he was just like, well, okay, you can take your time, but you know, I'd like to get my PC now, so I'm just gonna buy a new board. So we actually still have his old board with us, and naayos namin, even though nakabili na siya nung bago. Um, and that's one of the things about Hardware Sugar. We were telling him that no, you know, g- give us some time, we might be able to fix this. But he's like, no, no, it's okay, I'll get a new board. Um, yung Hardware Sugar lang talaga yung bukod tangi na. The customer is basically throwing money at us and we're saying na kami nagsasabi na saglit lang um, we might be able to get your old parts working so you don't need to buy a new thing. The B550 though was a brand new board from us so glad to see that it's working now. Sobrang labo talaga ng computers eh. I mean it's not it was brand new you wouldn't expect anything is wrong with it so and then yung solution medyo uncommon then. Resetting the CMOS is fairly common but having to drain the board of any remaining charge, that's a little unorthodox. But whatever fixes a computer. That's it for us for this week. Basically, my takeaway from this week's news is that love your partner, but don't be flashy about it. And no one wants to see your wiener. Keep it to yourself. To recap, we have PC news, mobile news, gaming news, content news, local news, and finally, tales from the shop. All of that, but friendly. Hopefully. Sometimes. <laughs> Feedback is appreciated. Feel free to send us a message on FB or leave a comment on any of our social media channels. This is a weekly thing, so next ep drops October 21. Till next Friday, ladies and gents. Have a good weekend.